Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Schlereth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. Well, let's first kick it off with another name to call out in our fan flyaway to Vegas for the game next month, San Fran and KC. Dale Getz. Dale Getz. You have 10 minutes to call us back at 303-713-1043 to win a $50 gift card from GQ Barbecue and a $50 Visa gift card, plus be entered to win the grand prize Two tickets to the game, round-trip airfare for two from Denver to Vegas, three nights hotel stay, and a $1,000 Visa gift card. Dale gets. you have 10 minutes to call us back. Good luck. We say good morning to Mark Schlereth. Hello, my friend. How you doing? Good. But you know what would be? Leo gets would have been better from, uh, well, then Leo gets the... Uh, lethal weapon. Lethal weapon, yeah. Leo. Yeah, but, but Because... Yeah. What Leo wants, wants. Leo Leo gets. gets. (laughs) Exactly. See? See? We could be having the same kind of fun, Mike. (laughs) We'd just quit being selfish and watch Footloose. Oh, my goodness. Uh, The Nuggets with a 113-107 win over the Milwaukee Bucks, spoiling Doc Rivers' debut (laughs) with the Bucks. uh, Yes, like like you said, you know, the Doc Rivers thing. Yeah, Doc yeah. River, like he's he's really riding those Celtics. What 2017 or yeah. whatever it was? Yep, still riding he's the riding coattails nothing. on that one. So yeah. uh, stop me if you've heard this one before, Mark. The uh, Nuggets close out a win down the stretch with the play of Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray late in the game, going back to our patented two man game. I mean, getting getting the matchups that we wanted, letting Nikola and Jamal play in space, and everybody else kind of reading off of it. And uh, that was um, reminds you of what we've done time and time again over these last eight seasons with those two guys playing together. We'll let uh, Mark uh, get a cleaner signal here uh, as he's in New York, as he's been doing some national TV work for FS1. But yeah, Jokic with a, a triple-double, 25, 16, and 12. Uh, Jamal Murray in big game mode, 35 points as the Nuggets outstanding duo outplayed the Bucks duo of Giannis and Dame Lillard. Uh, Giannis had uh, 29 and 12, but uh, Dame Lillard, a quiet 18 points as the uh, Nuggets and Catavius Caldwell-Pope did uh, great work there on uh, Dame. Next in uh, four down territory, we saw the Philadelphia 76ers last night play in Portland, and Joel Embiid did not play, and a couple other starters did not play. Is that a case of what happened on Saturday here in Denver? It legitimizes it for those prying eyes in the NBA who are going to be investigating, or was this just uh, another game that they had to uh, sacrifice uh, in order to try to legitimize uh, what went down the other day with everybody tapping out? Either way, Disgraceful performance by Philadelphia. Again, Philadelphia, these last couple of days, have uh, proven why they are not a uh, real legitimate contender as they lose at Portland. Portland's bad, everybody. 130-104 to uh, was the loss in that one. And so with Joel Embiid now uh, sitting on another game, we talked about it yesterday, that he was in a position where in order to meet the requirement of playing in 65 games, for any kind of consideration for the MVP or any postseason award, he was down to the point where he could only miss like six or seven games the rest of the way. Well, he misses another one yesterday. And uh, Mark, it is certainly reflected in in really a sudden, sudden turn in the MVP odds. So going into the game on Saturday when everybody thought that uh, Embiid was going to play, 
He was still a strong favorite to win the MVP award for the second mm-hmm. straight year with uh, right. Nikola Jokic running second. Well, okay. then after the game where he did not play, those odds became even. And now with Embiid sitting out and further uh, diminishing his chance of even meeting the requirement to be eligible for the MVP, Embiid has now dropped precipitously to the third best MVP odds. Guess who has the heavy odds right now to win? Joker. Joker. Yep. Yeah. And then SGA, Shea, Gilgis, Alexander for Oklahoma City as the second best. But uh, right now, as we sit here right now, Nikola Jokic, the heavy favorite to win another MVP award. Right. Had another triple-double last night, right? Yep. He did. He did I mean, indeed. That's, that's just what he does. So good. I, I'm glad. You know what? That reflects. That reflects. Vegas is basically telling you that the voters right now are saying, this dude, no, we're not. He didn't like. He begged for it last year. We gave it to him. And, um. You know, I'll tell you what, Mark. Mark, we're gonna. You're, you're still gotta. You can still got a messed up signal. We're gonna. We're gonna get that worked on. So we'll get him fixed and get him nice and clean and ready to go uh, for the next segment. But uh, we continue on in four down territory. Third down. The Broncos hiring a new vice president of player personnel, Cody Rager, coming over from New Orleans, where he has spent the last nine. Years And so, once again, if there was ever any doubt that uh, Sean Payton was and is in charge, here you go. Somebody coming over from New Orleans, uh, somebody who has worked his way up through the Saints. Sean knows him, has been impressed with him, and uh, most recently was their assistant college scouting director. He gets hired here as the vice president of player personnel. And uh, no doubt, no doubt, uh, a reminder to George Payton that uh, George better perform, better perform very well this offseason because somebody's being brought in that could easily take his job uh, if George Payton does not deliver. So Cody Rager. Mark, uh, we got Mark back nice and clean. So, Mark, what do you you know of Cody Rager? Cody Rager? Cody Rager. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. I know nothing about anybody. I know Night Ranger. They were a great band. Night Ranger was awesome. Sister Cody? Christian. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know anything about Cody. Uh, what was his name? Rager? Cody, well, we thought it was Rager, but Mike Kliss just on said, no, he, he thinks it's Rager, which is beautiful. Well, I don't who, trust Mike Kliss. Who I mean, how are you going to trust Mike? Who wouldn't love to have a last name like Rager, you know? Yeah. I mean, but it's Mike. Like, right? But... He'll give you. A, he'll. He, won't he pronounce a name wrong or two? Remember, <laughs> right? well, I, yeah, I, I can't. I can't Stid, trust what. Stidham. What it? Yeah, uh, Stid. Yeah, I think he went. He went. Stidman was it? Stid, yeah. Stidman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. he's had. A, he's had a couple that have been questionable. And I love myself. I love myself some. Some. I love myself some. Clips. McClinchy. McClinchy. Yeah. Yeah. But, so you know, are you really the person to be lobbing boulders from your from your glass house when it comes to uh, mispronouncing no, no, stuff? No, no, I am the I am the worst. <laughs> I am I am so bad during games. So a lot of times I'll just say it really the name really fast. Yes, 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 really yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so g- give me a name. Give me like uh, well, Okawaybe, like Albert, right? Albert, Albert, like like yeah, Albert, Albert, Albert Okawaybe. Right. As long as you, see, you can do that right there. Like, oh, you know, this guy, I'll roll with him. And, and you see, the thing is, 
All right, you can just roll through it really uh-huh. fast. And people are like, did he say that? They don't have time to rewind it. Right, Boom. Right, right. Like, you just move right through it. If you say it super fast, people are like, I, was he wrong? Was he right? I'm not sure. I don't know. That's how I get around names that I don't like. That, and I lobby for them to sit those guys during the, you know, like, <laughs> Can you guys, can you guys make him inactive? It would really help me out. <laughs> That'll do it for Four Down Territory, our tour around the uh, Denver sports scene. We're going to pose a question to Mark that we threw out in the uh, first hour, and all of you who are joining us get a chance to uh, take part in it as, in we- as well. It has to do with Michael Malone picking up his 400th career win as head coach of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, where does he rank? That's next. You use your cell phone for a lot of things, but you shouldn't have to use it for everything. You deserve reliable home internet that fits your life and your budget. And right now, Internet Essentials Plus from Xfinity is free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. Get unlimited data and equipment included with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash free to see if you qualify. Restrictions apply. After program participation ends, Comcast standard charges, taxes, and fees apply. May not be combined with other offers. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Tremendous coaching staff. You know, from year one to year nine, guys that have uh, really, really challenged me to be a better head coach. And, um, you know, that, that's how you get to 400 wins. You have belief from your front office, Calvin Booth, Tim Connolly, your ownership, tremendous coaching staff, and more importantly, great freaking players. Congratulations to Michael Malone as he picks up his 400th career regular season win as head coach of the Denver Nuggets, spanning nine seasons. Nine Mark Schlereth, nine seasons. Nine times. Nine seasons. Nine times. And most recently, an NBA championship. And you go back to where it all began. You're coming off the Brian Shaw debacle. Brian Shaw, the Nuggets version of Josh McDaniels. And here comes uh, fresh-faced Michael Malone, fresh off two years of coaching in Sacramento where – uh, you, you can understand why Nugget fans were like, what's the fuss? This guy went 39-67 and 67 in his two years as head coach of uh, of Sacramento. But he came here. He came here the same year that Nikola Jokic did. It's fun to look back on what that first roster looked like and some of the guys that were on it from uh, Darrell Arthur to Will Barton, Kenneth Fareed, Randy Foy, uh, Danilo Gallinari, Gary Harris, uh, Mike Miller, Emmanuel Moutier, uh, Jameer Nelson, Yusuf Nurkic uh, was on that team. Remember, it was the uh, debate: yeah. is it Nurkic or Jokic? Who you gonna who you gonna keep and who you gonna trade? But uh, I would think I think the the said uh, Michael Malone made the right decision, didn't they? Uh, they made all the right decisions, um, and it's it's been incredible. Four hundred wins. That's that. I don't. Where, where does that rank him? Nuggets. Head coaching. Wins. Oh, I believe it's only Doug Moe that's next, right? Wow. Uh, I think that's it. Where's Where's George? Where's We're about the same age. I mean, yeah, I don't George think George. I. I don't think George had that many wins. Man, that's amazing. You don't even think. At least I don't even think of Michael Malone being here for nine seasons. You don't? No, I just it, it it's for me. It feels like it feels like a lot less than that. Uh, Doug Moe, by the way, four hundred and thirty-two. So. 
Uh, will not happen this year, but uh, he, he will pass them. Uh, if they win all of them from here on out. <laughs> well, then right? I, I think, uh, yeah, how many games do they have left? I think if they they go on like uh, whatever, however many game left winning streak or sure. 30, like a 30, 38 games, 33 of the next 38 or something. Well, I guess maybe, yeah. you know, so yeah, it, it, they, it, could, it, they could do it. It could happen. It could happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, we asked the question last hour. I want to get your thoughts on it. We all love the Mount Rushmore debate, right? You can only put mm-hmm. four up there, right? So yeah. Mount Rushmore of Denver. Pro coaches. We got some people who uh, wanted to write in Bill McCartney, and we're like, we're limited to the pros right now, okay? So of the pro coaches in town, who belongs on your Mount Rushmore? Well, I think Mike Shanahan's number one. Correct. Um, so here are the selections. Here are wow. your candidates. Yeah. Okay, you've got okay. you've got um, in, in no particular order. I'm just go with the the Broncos first. You got you got Dan Reeves, Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak. Okay, you got okay. Um, for the for the Nuggets. You got uh, Doug Moe, Michael Malone, George Carl. For mm-hmm. the Avs, you got uh, the Stanley Cup winners, right? You got Mark Crawford. You got Bob Hartley. You got Jared Bednar. And do we even include the Rockies? Clint Hurdle, Don Baylor, Bud Black. Yeah. Yeah, well, Clint, they they got to a World Series, which is amazing. True, true. Like that's amazing. So since there's four sports, you got to put Clint on there. No, you don't have to. You, you oh, you any, don't have to go. You're not four. doing any four. Oh, okay, 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 any okay. I, four. I, I, okay, okay. I get any you. I get four. You. I get you. Any four. Now wow. I went with. I went with. Just so you know, I went with Mike Shanahan. Um, I went with Michael Malone. I went mm-hmm. with Mark Crawford because he was the coach of the first professional team to bring a championship uh, to Ooh, I like to, that. to Denver. So I went to Crawford. Malone, Shanahan. I really, really. I went back. You gotta and, go, Dan Reeves, I, I, right? Well, do you? I do, or do championships trump what Dan Reeves did? So I went with ultimately my fourth guy. Uh, I went with because uh, they they are the team with multiple championships in town, and he restored the uh, the championship glory. I went with uh, Jared Bednar. I know. I some some heavy all that, some he- all that success. Some heavyweights left the, off. I get it, but th- those are my three. Four. The three Super Bowls that you attended yep. under Dan Reeves, you just because there's not a championship, you just leave him off the Mount Rushmore of coaches. Well, if I'm going to put a second Bronco, I'd probably go Coops because he won a championship. He won a championship. And he was here during the first two. Yep. <sighs> Tough. That is tough. I like like I mean, come on, Bednar plus Bednar has the Bond music, right? And the Todd Heine, right? Tight cut European suits. <laughs> it's everybody's face, and then there's just a tight ass. <laughs> right? No, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> you're just like normally with oh, you, Betsy. You're like oh, Betsy. I do think that something one dude should say to another dude. There you go. You got I Crawford. I, I thought you, you got gonna... Shanahan. You got you got Malone, and you got Bednar's ass. <laughs> I thought I thought you go I like mean, a, a pocket square I mean, or something, but no, you went. No, 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 no. You went full no. Heine. Yeah, full, full glorious tot Heine. <laughs> Just right there on the Mount Rushmore. Oh, that's beautiful. Nice. I'm hard, mm. dog. <laughs> <laughs>
So anyway, that's uh, that's uh, Mark's four. So, so just to be clear, I'm going Shanny, yeah, uh, Malone, um, Crawford, and and Bednar. You're going. I like. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the four. I mean, I like the fact that that Crawford came here, and that was you know that I mean that was incredible, right, 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 from Quebec to here to winning a championship. So I think I think that's I think that's the right four, Mike. I really do. Okay. I mean, it's a, two Avalanche coaches and one one Bronco coach. And one yeah. Bronco coach. Yeah, that surprises yeah. me coming from you. Coobs is though. Coobs. Coobs is, is your guy, man. Coobs is my guy. <sighs> but and I know I know this is tough for you because I know you'd rather put Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan up there, um, but right, you can't. Right. You can't. Can you can't. we? No. Well, you wait can't. a minute. Kyle was here for the first two. <laughs> As what? He he's the last. Kyle is the last person in the history of the Super Bowl to actually hold the oh, court. Geez. Okay, so for that he gets that's a, true. Uh, okay, that's true. Okay. Because then they went to the cordless. The next year. Uh-huh. So. That's enough. That's you got Ma- that going That's Mount Rushmore worthy, huh? Yeah. Okay. And they, he should be the coach right now. Well, gain a lot of response to it. We'll get to some of your texts right after we uh, do What's Trending. That's coming up next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Michael Malone gets his 400th. Career regular season win as coach of the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, it means that I've been here a long time. <laughs> you know, nine years. And so when I think of 400 wins with the Denver Nuggets, I think of uh, Stan and Josh Kroenke, you know, believing in me. And more importantly, continuing to believe in me, to be the leader of this team, to be the head coach of this team. Uh, and that happened long before I won a championship. So that belief is just so it empowers you to do your job. Mark, Michael Malone's greatest strength as a head coach is what? Uh, I think it's I think it's your ability to connect with your players, your ability to coach your players. Like you have enough of a relationship with your guys that they allow you to coach them. And I think that's I think that's one of the hardest things and one of the best things. Um, hey, listen, man, we can we can sit here and bust on Dan Campbell for some of the decisions he made in that second half, not kicking field goals. But I will give you this. He's built a culture. He's built a culture of accountability, and he's done it through relationship. And I think that's exactly what Michael Malone has done with his players. Uh, you, you know, he'll he'll light them up occasionally. He'll put them out there, in, in not individually in the media, but he'll he'll challenge them. And, um, and that shows you that he has built that kind of trust with his guys. So I think that's the biggest thing. Chuck Daly, head coach of the Bad Boy Pistons, once said uh, the most important job for an NBA head coach is to get the players' permission to coach them. And and certainly Michael Malone has done that with his relationship mm-hmm. with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. I think the other thing that he's been very good at uh, is, is the way that players have developed. And player development, just because you get to the NBA does not mean you're a finished product. And you look at the way that guys have developed and, and how they fit into roles, young players. You you watch a Peyton Watson, for example, last night, and you, you see the way that he's developed and continues to develop. That falls under the profile of what a coach does. So I know he has his critics, and people still harp on his rotations and all that, his substitution patterns, things like that. But, boy, there's there's a lot of things to like. And 400 regular season wins is testament to that. 
Speaking of uh, somebody who uh, really loves something in basketball, how about uh, Bill Walton whenever the subject is Nikola Jokic? Nikola Jokic is one of the greatest basketball players ever in every aspect. Shooting, dribbling, passing, rebounding, screening, dribbling, and what else is there, please? And winning. Uh, watching the game last night, uh, Chris Marlowe, who talked to um, Bill Walton. By the way, congratulations to Chris. Uh, Well-deserved Colorado Broadcaster of the Year. Got honored during the game yesterday. Took a fist bump from um, from Michael Malone during the course of the game. But uh, he was talking with Walton and, and the comparisons between Jokic and, and Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. And Walton says there were a lot of them. But one thing that's the big difference is that Larry was a killer. And Larry would kill you and let you know about it while it was happening. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that maybe Jokic doesn't doesn't have as much of that, but I don't know. I, uh, there's there's maybe a, a, a silent assassin quality to, uh, yeah, to Jokic. I think that's fair, Mike. I think there's a there's a um, he's not out there. He's just doing it on the court. He's not out there doing it on the court and with his mouth. Because you talk to guys that played during Larry's time, and they'll tell you that dude was a stone cold killer verbally. Like he would, he would absolutely destroy you, and then you know talk smack and let you know that he's destroying you. So that, that's not Jokic's style, but he just does it through, you know, the way he plays. So a different way to be an assassin. So next up for. Michael Malone, he's got the 400 wins. Now he turns his sights to uh, Doug Moe and George Carl. Uh, we mentioned that Doug Moe had, what did I say the number was, I think, for him? 433 or something like that. Uh, George Carl's up next at 423. So, George, it, it goes Moe, Carl, and now uh, Malone. But mm-hmm. Malone now will set his sights on uh, George, uh, George Carl. So... I think it's all said and done, right? He's going to have the all-time record. Oh, yeah. I mean, he may get it this year. Good chance he could pass. Well, is that just George regular Carl. season That's, wins? These are just or? regular season wins. Okay. These are just regular season wins. All right. So, yeah, I think he'll pass George Carl. I don't know if he's going to catch Doug Moe this year. But uh, what? just an incredible accomplishment. Good for Michael Malone, man. I, lo- I You know I'm a big Michael Malone fan. You are a Michael Malone fan. You should te- you should text him by the way and, and, and congratulate yeah. him. You know, especially drunk Michael Malone. Drunk, drunk Michael Malone's the best. He's my favorite Michael Malone. <laughs> he is. Dynasty, dynasty, dynasty. So so I wanted to bring up I wanted to bring up uh, George Carl because did you see the tweet he let loose this weekend? <laughs> oh my! No. God. This is this Uh-oh. is so. Oh, George. Um, so Andre Iguodala. Uh, had a birthday this weekend. Right. And George tweeted out, Damn, Andre. Damn, Andre is 40 this weekend. Impressive. I heard moles don't usually live more than five or six years in the wild. <laughs> and he posts a picture of Iguodala with a hand over his mouth talking to Mark Jackson. Oh. With the uh, inference being that Iguodala was sharing secrets. <laughs> wow. He was a spy. Espionage. Double agent. How about you know that? I, like, I heard know. moles don't usually yes. live more than five or six years in the wild. George getting loose. 
You know what I love about George? I love He'll it. hold a grudge. Oh, like George. Oh, that's good. That's good, clean. That's living. good, clean fun right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, the uh, the debate about uh, Taylor Swift, right? Is she mm. she bad for the NFL? Is she ruining the NFL? Is okay. she taking uh, eyeballs? Um, uh, is she causing people to turn away from the NFL and you know too much attention? All that stuff. Well, check right. this out. Remember during the buff season, we talked about the the value of um, basically the media attention value money wise that Deion Sanders had brought the uh, university and, and brought the program just by everything he had done. It wasn't actual money spent, but it was like money worth what he had brought and it was some crazy number like 40 55 million something like that uh-huh. well the equivalent brand value that Taylor Swift has generated for the NFL and the Chiefs this includes print digital radio TV Ooh, highlights social media since the first game she attended what is the worth of the value generated for the NFL how's the NFL benefiting uh-huh. give me a number I'm gonna give you a number of 250 million dollars not even close go higher a billion. Well, a lot lower than that. Five hundred million. Lower than that. You said it wasn't even close. Well, Between I mean, two fifty well, and well, five hundred is well. Okay, I mean, the number is okay. three hundred thirty-one million, which is Not still even close. Which is still fifty. It's eighty-three. It's eighty-three million dollars more. But when you're math, the difference between three thirty-one and two fifty is massive. There is, there's no difference when it's that much money. Oh, really? I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You get paid two hundred and fifty million to do this show. I get paid three hundred thirty-one million. All right, you okay with that? Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know we're both filthy, <laughs> filthy rich. Good point. That is uh, that is touche, right. That is touche, my friend. That yeah. is. Uh, hey, you do more work than I do. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. All right, all right. I like yeah. it. That all right. I'm I'm cool. Let's uh, Amanda. Let's make that happen. What do you say? That'll do it. <laughs> For uh, what is a trending. Up next, we uh, gained some great, great responses, by the way, to our Mount Rushmore debate of Denver Pro Coaches. Uh, where Who belongs on that list? Uh, is it is it more Broncos, more Avs, um, Jared Bednar's Heine, all of that? Yeah. And uh, what do you make of the report that the uh, Broncos are looking to go big in moving up to take a quarterback. That's next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Get yeah, good reaction to our Mount Rushmore debate. Denver Pro Coaches. Who belongs? Who gets left out? In the wake of Michael Malone uh, becoming a 400 game winner as coach of the Nuggets regular seasons uh, wins over the course of his nine years. So we'll get to some of the uh, debate on that, but R.C. Salami, Mark, reporting from the Shrine Bowl, Shrine Game, Senior Bowl, Shrine Game, but yeah, reporting, sure. reporting. This is a report that's been uh, picked up by folks that, according to his sources, the people he's talked to, the scouting community, the sense is, the belief is, is that Sean Payton wants to do something big to move up for a quarterback. And by big, this isn't moving up a few spots to get Bo Nix. It's moving up eight, nine, ten spots to target a specific quarterback. And the name that Cecil hears is 
Drake May. You speak Sean. You've been around Sean. You've uh, got a, a better handle on on Sean Payton than anybody else who who works in this town. So does that strike you as a Sean Payton type move? If he really likes the guy. And the other thing was, is they had they had a plan. Even when Drew Brees, you know, for all those, well, he had Drew Brees, and that's the only reason he's won. Even when he had Drew Brees, the report was that he wanted Mahomes. And I think they picked it at either 11 or 12, and Kansas City moved up with Buffalo, by the way. Yeah. Buffalo. They moved up to 10 right in front of the Saints and grabbed Mahomes because they knew the Saints were going to take him. So if there is a guy, I mean, learn your lesson, right? If there's a guy that you believe can be your Drew Brees here in Denver, and you think he's at three, and you think you can get him at three or two, then you go up and get him. Not to rub salt in the wounds anymore with Buffalo. You're already reeling right. uh, Bills fans. But uh, not only did you trade out of the spot that the Chiefs took to take Mahomes, but uh-huh. the new owners at the time, the new owners of the Bills, loved right. Mahomes, but they didn't want to step on the toes of their personnel people. Mm-hmm. And the personnel people didn't want to take Mahomes. So yeah. not only did they not listen to the owner <laughs> and take Mahomes, they traded out of the spot. Now, they did end up with Josh Allen, but to you Bills fans out there, Zach Bye, uh, wouldn't you much rather have Patrick Mahomes? If only you'd listen to your owner. Wow. And not your football that? people. Right. What do the football people know? Nothing. <laughs> what is it? What is, the, is it the Pagulas? Yeah. The Pagulas? They knew. They ought to just fire everybody and do their own scouting. <laughs> By the way, we're going to hear from uh, Zach and Phil, uh, Philip Lindsay coming up in about a, a little over about 30 minutes. They got some uh, explaining to do. They've... Uh, they, you know what they did? They did. They they made the same mistake, and also Dover and Stokely did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Many shows have tried before to come after the Wolfpack. That's right. But you know what the Wolfpack believes in. That's right. <laughs> what we is don't the... care about the opinion of sheep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Wolfpack doesn't. What happens to those shows that come after us? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's uh, one show still standing, that's, Mike. That's not the direction I meant to go in, but... Oh, um, whoa, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Point delivered, mm-hmm. point uh, point delivered. Uh, Just letting you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> Be forewarned. <laughs> Jeez, you're too much. You are too much. Um... Where was I? What was I yeah. talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, where were we? Where were we? But but uh, when it when it comes to when it comes to Sean Payton, it's as simple as this for me. If if Sean targets a quarterback, then I'm all on board because the the one the one thing I know about Sean Payton, or I th- or I think I know, is this is not one of those guys who falls into the lazy hey. Draft a quarterback, any quarterback. It doesn't matter who. They're right. all the same. I place the same value on all of them. That's just the the worst, most flawed thinking. But a guy like Sean Payton with his coaching background, his resume, his understanding of offensive football, of quarterback play, if there's a guy that he likes and he's aggressive enough to move up for a guy, 
I don't care the cost because to me, what you're doing is you're you're getting a signal as a Bronco fan that this guy believes that this 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 quarterback is his breeze. Yeah, and not only the kind of player he'll be, but the kind of relationship he'll have with Sean, the way that they'll speak the same language, the way they'll coexist. He thinks he'll have himself another breeze. So if if Sean believes that there's a guy out there. And it means having to give up the next two drafts, plus maybe a key player like a Sertan or a Simmons. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I'm hey, listen, I'm a hundred percent on board with you on that on that thought process. If because the other thing, and and you know, this is a just a piece of advice, you know, from a guy who is a dad and and a, and a grandfather, for all you young parents out there, the best thing you can do for your kids the best thing you can do is believe in him. And if Sean is going to move up to grab a quarterback, that means he believes in the guy. And that means there will be no stone left unturned when it comes to helping that guy reach a level of, uh, of success. So that, to me, is a great thing, right? There is, yeah, but you can draft, you can draft a guy like, uh, you know, you can draft a guy like Drew Locke. You can draft a guy like Paxton Lynch. But if you truly don't believe in him, then what good does it do you? Well, does that qualify? Yeah, that qualifies. Yeah. Oops. Paxton Lynch smear campaign continues. Uh, day number 30. Yeah. So, uh, it has resumed. It stopped there for a while because we thought the Broncos had themselves their franchise quarterback. Alas, we do not. Sorry, Russ. Yeah, so the yeah. smear campaign is back until the Broncos find their new franchise quarterback or until Paxton Lynch <laughs> uh, gets to start in the NFL again. Yeah. Um, well, here's to, uh, here's to Drake May. <laughs> you think it's Drake May? Cecil thinks it's Drake May. I have no idea. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust Cecil and his sources. Um, while you and I, and we have to... We got to start coming up with a list. Johnny, start a new list. We got to start coming up with a list of fake scouting terms that we could just sprinkle in yeah. on Cecil when he starts joining us yeah. after the Senior Bowl. I do like Toolsy. Toolsy. I do want to. Uh, that was uh, one that we got from, was that Kuiper? I think yeah, that's Kuiper. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a real. Is that a real term? That'd be a real term. Toolsy. You know, like he's got Toolsy. Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got like five tools. Like he's toolsy. Right. Now, Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> what what is a like we just need we need some fake scouting terms yeah. to really you know, and if I use it two or three times, you know Cecil's gonna adopt it. Well, I'll tell you what, I think we're gonna have Cecil on from the senior bowl as he continues his scouting trek. Uh huh. Uh, so I think we're gonna have him on like Friday. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll get the listeners help. In coming yes. up with some new scouting terms, fake scouting terms, because we've had some good ones. Angular capture. Yeah, angular capture. I, I love capture. that one. Um, um, electric heels. Electric, yeah. Electric toes. Electric toes, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Electric toes. Um, the beauty of that was, too, I, I loved it, if, if you remember it, folks, because we came up with a term, with your help, the listeners, and we came up with angular capture. It was for offensive linemen. What was their rate of angular capture? Yeah. And you used it with Cecil, and Cecil, oh. unbe- he he didn't even know. He didn't know that yeah. we were pulling 
his leg, and and he just rolled with it. Yeah. <laughs> like he just took it. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this guy, uh, this guy, uh, man, this guy from Alabama. You should see his angular capture. Right. He totally exactly. went with it. It was awesome. Yeah. So we got to do the same thing later on this week with Cecil. Uh, let's get to some reaction to the Mount Rushmore of Denver coaches. These are the pro coaches. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, the Bill McCartney votes uh, do not count. But, uh, Evans, your list is wrong. This is Broncos country. Kubiak should be on this list. You should yeah. know in this town we would rather have Super Bowls than Stanley Cups. Coobs is a... That's a tough one. It was, it was that, For me, it was Coobs like, or Bednar. Yeah, Coobs was a player. Then he came became a coach here, and he was the coordinator during those two Super Bowl runs and then came back. To win a championship, like that's that's a hard one to, but like the whole thought of like Bednar just having Bednar's face up. But when I came up with the tight haunt, the the tall tiny up there, that's when Bednar became a like I would put Kubiak and remove Crawford and keep Bednar's Heine up there. So the yeah. reason the reason I put Bednar over Coobs is that. And we're nitpicking here, uh, but but Coobs, he inherited a team that had been to the Super Bowl. Uh, wow. He inherited Peyton Manning, so the cupboard wasn't bare. Bednar took over a complete bottom of the barrel hockey team mm. and built that thing from the ground up. And by the way, was hired with the idea that he was just going to be the sacrificial lamb to take a bunch of losses, take the beating mm-hmm. until a real coach, you know, could step in and and take this team to the next level. So, the fact that he was here for the complete rebuild and saw it all the way through to its conclusion, right, is why I put him there. Yeah, I mean what they went through, the other thing it felt like it felt like it, and we had, you know, people on our own station Man, it was it was almost as though, hey, man, once they get, you know, the core gets put together, we'll move off this, uh, you know, move off this this minor league coach and we'll get ourselves a real like there was some of that sentiment there as well. And um, Bednar has just been he, he's been incredible. He's been great. Another reaction here from the Rumbleslaw.com text line. Our hockey coaches have not had longevity, and as such, I think that puts them on the Mount Rushmore, maybe like in the gift shop. The Mount Rushmore has to be Shanahan, Reeves, Moe, and Malone. So two Broncos, two Nuggets, and two coaches who did not win titles. Wow. So he went longevity over titles. Correct. So if that were the case, then Terrell Davis, you're saying, shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he if won you, titles, if you, but yeah, he did not have, yeah, okay. did not have longevity. Yep. That, 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 I'm just asking the texter that. Another one, I think you're discounting Kubiak's impact too much. He should be on that list. Well, you did, you know, you mentioned the ready-made, but come on, Peyton Manning was broken. Yeah. And, you know, and he made Peyton Manning kind of operate. Actually, he didn't make, there was a compromise, a great compromise between what Peyton wanted to do and what Coobs wanted to do. And the two of them found a way to coexist, even though I I just know both of those hard-headed knuckleheads well enough to know that there was angst there was some some serious tension in that relationship i'm sure they're great now but during that time i promise you there were some 
with some tension. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Broncos country knows appreciates enough the job that Gary Kubiak did that that year behind the scenes. Sure, there were the year, by the way. there were a lot of fires to put out. It was yeah. just because it ended in the Super Bowl does not mean it was a a dream ride the whole way through. Uh uh-uh. uh correct. And it went, it went beyond just him and Peyton. There were a lot of fires to put out on that team. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dan Reeves deserves to be on. Had the Broncos competing for the AFC nearly every year. His his case is very compelling. Of course, those Could were. Yeah, yeah, Reeves, and I mentioned this, Reeves, you think about where the Broncos were, and Reeves coincided with Bolin, and then all the, the, right way, more Super Bowl appearances, then we had losing seasons through Pat Bolin's tenure, and Reeves was a huge, huge part of that. Huge part of that. Yep. I mean, you, you really think about, I mean, obviously the Broncos were on, was it Red Miller, or on the list when they had the Orange Crush defense and went to the Super Bowl in 77 and got, you know, beat down by the Cowboys. Um, but that was, you know, some of that was the Craig Morton injury, and they went to Norris Weiss in that game. And uh, anybody who was around at that time remembers remembers kind of what went down. Um, but up until that point, the, the Broncos weren't, they weren't on the landscape of the NFL. Like Reeves and, and Bowen together, you know, created the Broncos being kind of a, a jewel in the crown of the NFL here in this in this time zone and and you know what they meant from a national perspective as far as uh, as far as putting games on in the afternoon. So that that's a there's a there's a big aspect of growing the TV deal, which Bowen had a huge part in. And, you know, and, and growing what the NFL is. And Dan Reeves had a huge part of that as well. Let's call out another name for the fan flyaway to get somebody else qualified to win the trip mm. to Vegas next month for the big game, San Fran and KC. This one is, uh, ooh, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, oh. Ooh, I, I apologize in advance. Uh, Batul Jaquez. Batul, Batul? Tool. I'm just thinking. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at fever. Tool. I'm looking at fever for help. He's just kind of grinning stupidly back at me, like yeah. don't look, don't look at me for help. Uh, it's B E T U E L. Batool. Sure. Why not? All right. Yeah, uh, trust me. I'm sure that if uh, Batool Jacquez or anybody close to that is listening, they know it's them. So uh, you have 10 minutes to call us back. 303-713-1043 to uh, get qualified to win the trip to Vegas. And by getting qualified, you automatically win the $50 gift card from GQ Barbecue and the $50 Visa gift card. Batool Jacquez. Woo. Okaway Banam. Where's Kevin Harlan when I need the help?